the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. (laughs) Today, we have an amazing, amazing guest with us here. And uh, we're not going to waste a whole bunch of time. We're going to dive right into it. Her name is Lauren Godley. And (laughs) she she is a eighth grader in Hayesville Middle School there in uh, Hayesville, North Carolina. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, she she went out and she had a little bit of help, but not much. And most of the and she went and uh, got a got a grant to put this thing together. And it's all about the name of it is real simply. It's permanent. It's permanent, and it's about suicide. But what we would like to find out, all the listeners, Lauren would like to know, is what what made you a teenager want to get into something like this? What's the big idea behind it? Um, well, I uh, I lost a close loved one to suicide um, and many uh, kids in uh, middle school and uh, many of my friends had mentioned um, their feelings and actions of self-harm uh, and it was, it was alarming. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to raise awareness about suicide. And I think with the advances of technology and social media, kids are mm-hmm. facing new, ch- new challenges that uh, weren't around when their parents uh, were that age. Uh, mm-hmm. So because of that, adults can try to relate or understand, but they're not going to have that same level, uh, bring that same level as another child would. Mm-hmm. So. That's coming from a teenager perspective. And uh, the fact that you named it, it's permanent. I mean, we already know where that comes from because it is permanent. Once you take your life, you don't get a second shot. It's Mm -hmm. permanent, permanent. Now, since you said about the kids, um, can you tell us, Lauren, uh, about the, since the pandemic is almost over and here we are in 2021 now, And could you tell any or see or hear about any differences that the pandemic made on young people, teenagers? Well, I definitely think uh, the pandemic uh, has negatively affected uh, the majority of people's mental health, uh, including Mm -hmm. kids, of course, Um, so many kids um, are struggling with uh, things like loneliness because they aren't able to see their friends. A lot of them, even now that school is for some part going back to normal, uh, some of them are still online 
and uh, mm-hmm. they can't see their friends and that that can take a toll and it feels like almost every day I hear kid multiple kids say that they want to die um, and oh. yeah and that was that was a prominent thing before the pandemic so now that mm-hmm. the pandemic is going on it's gotten so much worse wow that is that that just sounds sad but now let Mm -hmm. me ask you you know since the pandemic now so do you think it's because you would think the pandemic is bringing families closer because we're not able to go out and do the things that we used to do so why do you think that the the suicide rate may be up or did or or is it up you think i definitely think it is up and i have uh talked to people that uh are in the medical field right now and uh counselors and people working in the er have seen a dramatic rise mm-hmm. in the amount of young people showing up uh, be, uh with Uh, mental health problems or suicidal um, tendencies. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think in terms of saying that families are getting closer together, I think that's the case for some families, but uh, you have to take into account uh, some families, you have the parents that are uh, getting involved in uh, alcohol, um mm. more often and that yeah. can be that can be a very scary situation for children mm. um uh home life isn't always the best for some families and them staying together all the time isn't mm-hmm. always going to solve everything and if you're always in um an upsetting situation at home always being there isn't always going to be great for you. Wow. Perfectly great said. I mean, I like what you said that. And you're you are so, so right, too, that uh, that phone ring in the background. Get out of here. Anyway, the, uh, um, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, yeah, parents are home more, kids are home more. And so you said that some of them have brain, now they're drinking more. You know, they're bringing alcohol into the picture yeah. a little bit more. And uh, you said that you see that the, there's a rise in suicide. And I guess if parents, even though they're yes. home and they're not paying attention, I guess nothing's, re- mm-hmm. nothing's really changed. I mean, the pandemic, it doesn't even really matter because they're still not paying attention to the kids because... Uh, if if if, yeah. if I did a little bit of research and I have not much but a little bit, a lot of that is because kids don't feel like they belong, or they don't feel like they're yes. they don't feel like they are heard or understood. Is, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I obviously yeah, I obviously can't speak for everyone, but I do think that is the case for a lot of kids, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, that is truly, truly sad. I hope, you know, uh, with the kids listening to this and the adults mainly, is that we do have to pay attention to the kids, not just, hey, go in there and clean your room up, or you ain't done your uh, chores. You done your homework yet? You know, stuff like that. (laughs) You got to actually be be (laughs) in their lives, find out who they're 
who mm-hmm. they were friends and you know what are they you know doing on the way home or whatever. So what would mm-hmm. what would be some of the suggestions that you would have, Lauren, uh, for keeping it from being permanent as it would be? Uh, what would be some of the suggestions that you would like to see done to curb this thing from happening? Um, I would say that uh, just start educating yourself. Um, I would learn the signs of depression and suicide. Ask your family how they're feeling um, every day because uh, every day someone's emotions and someone's feelings can change. Um, And there are so many mental health classes and articles and websites Mm -hmm. that you can go to and you can learn about suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much stigma around suicide and talking about it, but many people think that asking someone if they're going, wanting to harm themselves, it's going to put that idea in their head. And that's so far from the truth. Mm. Um, so just learn the signs and take action. Mm. Don't think that's don't think that someone else is going to take action Uh, because if everyone's thinking that, then of course no one will. Nobody's moving and they're waiting on the other person to move, you know, which is great. I love the fact that you said education. It's all about education. It's about Mm -hmm. educating ourselves. I mean, because we don't know, we can't know enough. Because if we did, we wouldn't have suicide. And so Mm -hmm. I think we have to educate ourselves enough and we can't be waiting on somebody else to get it. Uh, We individually has to do it ourselves. Is that what you're saying when I hear you say that? Uh, Yeah, I think when it comes down to it, suicide is a choice. Um, So... If even if everyone educated themselves, I'm not saying we would end all suicide, but we would definitely make an impact. Mm. Okay. So with it being a choice, you're saying suicide is a choice. Obviously it is a choice, you know, because nobody mm-hmm. nobody makes you kill yourself. Uh mm-hmm. well, I hope not. But anyway, uh, uh what I what <laughs> I would like to hear from you, Lauren, is that you know, that choice, how does that choice come about or how does that choice get taken away? But before you answer, we are up against the clock here. We got to we got to take a quick break for our sponsors. We have to give them an opportunity to jump in there and do what they do, which is sponsor. They got products they're trying to sell. So uh, we're going to step aside just for a short little bit, folks. But don't go away. We'll be right back. Lauren Godley in talking about it's permanent. Tar Heel basketball, Cam's Panthers, Asheville's eclectic nightlife, and the Great Smoky Mountains. It belongs to us too, out here in extreme Carolina. Once again, here's Michael Borkman. Be sure to visit our brand new website, michaelborkman.com, to access exclusive online content including over 150 episodes of previous content for free. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
as Extreme Carolina. And lastly, if you don't want to miss an episode with our amazing guest, and trust me, you don't, you can now subscribe to our podcast and let the new episodes come to you automatically. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show, Extreme Carolina. And today we're having a fascinating talk today, talking to a young lady that is, she, she's about as sharp as her mom. And, uh, of course, if y'all want to know who her mom is, y'all got to stay tuned and go to the social media side and you'll check it out. Anyway, in the meantime, Lauren Gottlieb is here today and she's talking about it's permanent. And that is something that she started a few years back. We'll have to ask her when when was that? I think it what, what, what was it, Lauren? About three years ago, four years ago, you started this? Um, it was seventh grade, and I'm now in eighth oh. grade, so it was last year. Oh, yeah, I was thinking it was longer than that. Oh, my goodness, my bad. Well, okay, so it's been, it's been <laughs> over a year. And uh, so, but we asked you a question on the other side of the break. We had a, it's a choice. And so mm-hmm. how do one come to the choice of making that choice? to take their own lives? Um, I think uh, there's so much that could play a role into why someone uh, would feel the need to hurt themselves. Um, Mental health problems uh, affect so many people. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, there's so many, there's so many factors that could play into that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's usually the feeling of hopelessness, mm-hmm. like nothing's ever going to change for them, and they just want to escape the situation they're in. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Nicely put. Well, you know, and a lot of us sometimes feel hopeless. You know, a lot of us, you know, mm-hmm. at one point or another in our life, we feel that way. But majority of us, we don't want to take our lives. But there are some people that when they think that way, they think about taking their lives. What can I do? Because this is so miserable. I can't stand it. I can't take it. I'm going to just, you know what, heck with it. Let me drink this this uh, bad Coca-Cola, whatever it is. You know, let me stab myself in the arm. And it's so bad that you have to think that. That means it's bad. It's bad when you come to that point. Because as you stated, it's permanent. We don't get a do-over. We don't get to say, uh, yeah. you know, we don't get to come back and say, okay, man, that was terrible. I don't, I don't think I'm going to kill myself again. You know, that ain't going to happen. You know, so what we have to do is loved ones have to reach out. And we can't always save them. Would you agree with that? We can't, mm-hmm. we can't always save them? Yeah, unfortunately... Uh, that is the case. Yeah, that is a sad, sad case. But for the most part, would you agree that if we paid attention to the signs, because I think people give signs. I mean, they holler out for help. Absolutely. And uh, so what yes. so, so what are some of those signs we need to look out for? You know, what, what do we need to be watching for? 
I mean, there's so many. It's um, any comments like, I'm done with this, I want out. Uh, sometimes people will give away their personal belongings, and that is a huge sign. Mm. Um, wow. uh, well, I ain't there. I heard a story of a little... Go ahead, go ahead, sweetie. I heard a... Sorry. I, uh, I heard a story of a little kid who gave away his book bag and all of his school supplies and no one raised any red flags. And the next day he had unfortunately killed himself. So, mm. I mean, there's so many things to look out for, but the statistics do show that almost all of the people that end up taking their own life have given some sign, mm -hmm. spoken out in some way about what their plans are. Mm. That is so true. I read something similar to that to myself. And you're right. If people take they, you know, they ain't kidding. They mean it. You know, but we're but yeah. we on the other end we like, yeah, uh, Lauren, come on. You've been saying that from now for two months. Get out of here. Get over it, you know. And mm -hmm. that is the wrong thing to say, I would say. Uh, yes. You know, because we have to take it serious. And somebody say something like that, why are you giving away all this stuff? You know, why are you doing Of course, they wouldn't say that to me because I'm not giving away nothing. But, well, I, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I give away something. But <laughs> it ain't because I'm getting ready to check out, that's for sure. But... Uh, but when people do that, you know, and that's that's something I didn't know, Lauren. That's a huge red flag. It makes sense that people give their stuff away. Mm -hmm. And so they're giving it away, I guess, and I have no idea, I'm just guessing here, that they want somebody to have something before they check out. They, you know, they... Yeah. Uh, and if, and if you give me something and I'm like, well, why are you giving me this? That'd be my mm -hmm. question. I, I'd ask that question. Well, well, why are you specifying and ask for it? Yeah. And, uh, okay. Well, okay. Great flag. All right. Great flag. You know, mm -hmm. that that is so much to that. Man, we could unpack that for days. <laughs> I mean, days because there's so much in there, but it's so important and I don't mean to make light of it. So please forgive me anyone if you think I'm making light of it when I say I don't give my stuff away. Uh but I do give some stuff away, but it's not because of that. But but now it's permanent by Lauren here. She's done a great job on it. I mean, you even on your own you raise funds for this. Am I understanding that correctly? You you were able to mm -hmm. grant. Can you tell us just a little bit? Because we're getting close to running out of time, and I want to ask a couple of questions about you. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about about that money you raise? Uh, so a teacher came up to me with this grant um, uh, that was basically I could write about a program that I wanted to start uh, and. This grant offered $250 to uh, whoever won. So um, I submitted the grant within a day's notice. And <laughs> I, I, I had thought of this idea for a long time. And this, I knew immediately was the perfect opportunity. Mm. So now how did the teacher know that? Well, she just knew that you were one of them kind of folks that like to write. 
Um, I don't think she did. Uh, I think she knew that I, um, I was a skilled writer and that I was very driven. Um, and so when she heard about this, there were actually two options for the grants. I don't remember what the other one was, but, um, she came to me and she was my AIG teacher. And she said, uh, this opportunity came up. I think, uh, you'd be a good candidate for it. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> and 24 hours later, you had your paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's amazing how things work out sometimes. And they just went right to your wheel house, something that you're really good at. So now is that uh, uh, to follow up on that? So mm -hmm. writing, writing, is that like a passion of yours? You like to write or, or is yeah. it your thing? Um, writing. Yeah, I actually really love writing. Um, I write in my free time. Uh, I enjoy writing um, in school. And it's mm -hmm. just something I really enjoy. Mm. I see a book coming out of you sometime soon. <laughs> and remember, I said it first, so I want a fresh <laughs> when you do write it. I'm like, hey, let me call Michael up. He told me I was going to write a book. But anyway, All right. Actually, I know a guy that can help you write a book if you wanted to write a book because he helps other people to write the book that they have in them. And he and they and a lot of these people have went on to have bestsellers because that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. So, so if you're interested and absolutely, you know, you know, we'll talk about that offline. But anyway, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, with with that said, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let me ask you a question about you, because people want to know, well, yeah, that's all we know about uh, suicide is permanent. But what about that lady that's talking about it? Lauren, you know, what, what do we know about her? Well, what is it? What, let's say talk about writing. What book have you read recently, Lauren, that had the biggest impact on you and why? Um, actually, just a few days ago, I finished um, Shadow and Bone. Uh, mm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the author's name right, but I think it's uh, Lee Bardigo, something mm. like that. Um, okay. But uh, I really loved uh, the main character's, um, I guess, arc. She, uh, throughout the throughout her life she had been uh very weak um mm -hmm. uh which she later finds out is due to the fact that she had been holding back a power that she possessed wow. um and when she was actually able to release that power and be her real self mm -hmm. her strength and her health improved tremendously um, and I thought that really spoke to, uh, anyone that has been hiding their identity, who they are as a person. Uh, mm -hmm. and I just thought about how it's just hurting them. And I, I wish that they wouldn't feel like they had to do that. Mm, wow. You know what? And their real inner passion comes out. Mm -hmm. Once they find it, and especially these people who who end up being as permanent, this is something they really could use, uh, which, by the way, which is why I think that book that's inside of you got to come out. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 
I want to keep it moving, you know, because we're running out of time here. So now another question, Lauren, we like to ask all of our guests is this. And this question is simply this. What's the best advice you've ever received in your young life? Oh, my. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Um, I... I think um, someone very close to me uh, once told me that no, if as long as you are putting in your best effort, it doesn't matter if someone is better than you or if someone uh, doesn't think of you as highly or anything like that, as long as you know that you are putting in the effort and doing as good as you can do, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. That is so, so true. As long as you know you did your best and you gave it everything you had. <laughs> that brings me to my next question, which it may be the last, depending on your, how long your answer would be. But the, uh, the, the question is this. What's one thing uh, about you that when others find out, they're like, wow, I know that about her. Um, let's see. I think uh, I'm a pretty closed off person. So um, uh, many people uh, think that they know the real me and then they find out after quite a long process that um, that was not my normal personality. Uh, I had, I had a friend, uh, not even, uh, joking about this came up to me and said, it took a full year for me to actually show them my natural personality. Wow. <laughs> so, whole year. Yeah. And they're one of my closest friends. So I wow, guess it worked out. <laughs> Yeah, so if someone looks at you and think, oh, yeah, she's pretty open and honest and everything. Not that you're not, but it'll take them a long time to find that out about you. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I tell you what. Well, you have started something that I'm sure that will be talked about for a very, very long time. And uh, we're going to put a lot of that stuff in the show notes on this podcast, uh, especially it's permanent. We're going to put the words it's permanent all over this podcast and of course now we're gonna run out of time i mean it's crazy but anyway we're gonna put a lot especially the book that you read we're gonna put it in the show notes as well as is permanent and who you are and all that stuff and uh you know of course we we know you probably got some fans following you and all they got to do is just look that up and then they'll find out a little bit more about what you're doing and how you're doing but anyway uh, we want to say thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, Lauren. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Well, it is my pleasure. And every you, know, you, you have such a serious subject that people need to pay attention to. Yes. I mean, watch, watch those flags, everyone, because they are out there and they are waving. And we want to be paying attention. And thank you for bringing this to our attention, Lauren. We really appreciate that. 
So, uh, and if the folks really bug me and say, hey, can you have her back, have her back, would you be willing to come back down the road if people just had a, would they got a demand for you? Of course. Ah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lauren. Well, we got to get out of here. The clock is tick, 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 ticking. So we need to roll on. But thank you again, Lauren. Appreciate you being here. And everybody, we appreciate y'all for being here as well. Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Lauren here that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories. Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by unlocking the power of the people. Folks, here it is. Quote of the week, drum roll, that was a drum, and here it is, the quote of the week, simply this, the place to be happy is here, the time to be happy is now. Robert Ingersoll, that was the one who said that quote. Man, I like it. That's pretty cool. Hey, thank you again, Lauren. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, everybody else, for being here. We appreciate y'all. God bless you. We love you. Peace. We out.